0: If I can't get it on my own If you don't like the way I'm living Just leave this bald-headed country boy alone Let me tell y'all about Blue Collar Alliance. I need y'all to go look it up on Facebook, right? now it is a great group on facebook and it's way more than that my buddy bubba malbrew is helping out blue collar workers left and right he also has a roofing company just go look it up if you don't mind blue collar alliance one of the artists that i would really like for y'all to take a look at is my guy mark ware mark was in here a couple weeks ago he tells his story You guys need to go listen to that episode. Also, go follow all of his social media. Mark Ware Music on everything. Dude is solid. He's a good friend of the show. He'll be playing a writer's round with us coming up May the 24th up in Nashville. Go look him up now. Mark Ware Music. Heel Concrete Cutting. I have known Sean and his wife for over 20 years, and they are right here from Cochrane, Georgia. They cut, they demo, they remove, they dispose of, they pour and they'll finish concrete, plus anything else that has anything to do with concrete. They serve all of middle Georgia, but they're not scared to travel. They've been in existence since February of 2022, Let me tell you, they do a damn good job. Their reputation around here is next to no other. They provide all concrete cutting needs for HVAC, plumbers, electricians, any other contractors, really, for new construction and old. They've got over 10 years experience. They're a family-owned business, and they give free estimates. I'm telling y'all folks, I've known these folks forever. They do a jam-up job. Please give them a call today for all your concrete needs at 478-308-3439 or look them up on Facebook at Hill Concrete Cutting. You need some construction work done to your house, I got just the guy for you. need you all to go check out Dennis Farmer with C. Martin Construction. They've been in business for a long time now. They do everything from demolition Pond digging, grading, clearing, everything. This guy is my dude. He's a good old boy. So give him a call now at 478-283-1246. That's C. Martin Construction in South Georgia. Let me tell you about my girl, Miss Erica, with Crooked W Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina, She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam-up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social marketing media management if i'm using her here at the studio there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't look her up on facebook and instagram at crooked w consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084 crooked w consulting hit up miss erica now you won't be disappointed Let's give a quick shout-out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hooked me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478 308 596 u are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Noble's Networking. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed. She takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, every single aspect. So, please go check out Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive-In. If you've seen me wearing hats lately that's got D-Y-H on it, it stands for Down Yonder Hat Coat. Seth Baysmore, a buddy of mine, he owns that company, and he has sent me some of their hats. Let me tell you, I love them. I've worn them in a lot of my stuff lately, and I plan on wearing them a lot more. I've shared them with some of my friends. He has a startup business, and I'm telling you guys, you would absolutely love them. So do me a favor. Go right now to his Instagram, Down Yonder Check them out. They also have a website, DownYonderHatCo.com. Order some stuff from them, and tag them on Instagram. And when you do, make sure... When you make the post, you say that you heard about the hats and down yonder right here on the Josh Terry podcast. Now, let's get to the show. What's up, folks? Thank you all for tuning in to the Josh Terry podcast. A lot of y'all know I am a fucking asshole. I have been known to be a dick in several situations of my life. And before I introduce this next guy... I am going to openly apologize to him on my show for not being nicer. The one time I met him with my buddy Gypsy, uh, I just was kind of, I don't i don't even think I spoke to him, but I should have. I, I should have. This man had a lot of stuff going on at the time, and I didn't realize who he was and how cool he was on social media, and uh, I've got to look, check him out the past couple of months since I originally met him, and uh, I am glad and happy to in, uh, introduce to y'all Mr. Bobby Vivid. What's up, brother? Yo,
1: what's happening? Man, How you I, doing, man?
0: I, I'm better now. I thought that you. I thought when I was gonna ask you on the show, you're gonna be like, "Fuck this guy."
1: Oh no, no, you know, it, it was a it was a weird time back then. Uh, back when I met you, it was I, I. It was very random, and I mean, we were in a bar with like a shit ton of people, so yeah. there was a lot of people around, and you, you had people coming, and I had people coming, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. I was trying to get a minute, but I was like, yeah,
0: well, Gypsy had told me. The whole day she's like, dude, I got to introduce you to somebody. You're going to really like this guy. And I was <laughs> like, okay, that's cool. And I had already done our show that day. I mm. was fucking shit faced off of tequila and white mm. women. Like I was, I was good. And do do that too. I, I was good and hammered. And then it just didn't click when she tried to introduce us. I was just like, this is just some guy that follows Gypsy around. Cause I know that there's guys that follow Gypsy around. Like yeah. I, all, all, everybody's got an OnlyFans has got probably stalkers. And I imagine with Gypsy, her living out her fucking van is ten times worse. Mm-hmm. So like, it just didn't register who you were, and then I was like, "Oh, I'm a fucking dickhead."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's not me. I mean, we've worked together. Um, that's how I know her. I know her from the, you know, we've we've done the work, and she's her name's actually tattooed on my butt.
0: No shit
1: yeah i'm that guy (laughs) i got about i got a list of about what am i up to 14 names now on my butt
0: is it people you've worked with
1: um yes but in a very special scenario a very special sect of what of the uh of criteria
0: okay are you allowed to tell me Or or is that like a like a trade secret you're keeping
1: Well, I mean, I would have to, I would have to tell people just to go check out my Twitter to find that out. There you go. All right. No. All right. I'll just tell you.
0: I'll just tell you. Hey, fuck
1: it. Every now and again, I let women have their way with me, you know, a little bit of a role reversal, if you know what I'm saying. I got you. You know, they, they strap up, they do their thing and it makes for really cool content. But the, the, the tip of it is like, well, I mean a little more than the tip. But uh, <laughs> 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 right, we're gonna vibe, bro. I like you fucking already. It, it came out of nowhere. And, uh, you know, it was just a random one day. And I was like, well, if you pick me, I will tattoo your name on my ass. So now, anytime I make that kind of content, the name gets tattooed on my ass. Okay. So. First
0: off, great fucking introduction and great story with that. That <laughs> is fucking golden,
1: dude. Yeah, we love it. It's fun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, how long? How long have you been doing the OnlyFans stuff? Uh, two
1: years. Two years. Just, just shy of two years. So, it, it's a it's a it's a interesting lifestyle, and like it's a it's a very small portion of what I do, but I've met a lot of the the best people, like doing it and networking through it, like going to different conventions and whatnot. I've met some of my best friends doing, uh doing that lifestyle
0: so yeah it's been crazy so I don't have one and I don't subscribe to anybody's like I've got like a rule in it like with all the the women and stuff that I work with as far as like doing the show and stuff uh-huh. I already probably want to see half of them naked anyway uh-huh. but I don't need to see half of them naked you know what I'm saying like I, I have to talk to them I have to keep it half as professional if I've seen you fucking asshole I'm probably not going to be able to sit here and think about what I need to think about while I'm talking to you like, you know, yep. like the, the two of the girls that's been going a lot of places with us, uh, Tawny Jade and Sarah Black Cheek. And uh, okay. they're both they're both fucking grown, both uh, been in Playboy and all this kind of stuff or whatever. And they kill it on OnlyFans. And I'm just all the time sitting across from them already. And I'm like, man, I really, I'd really i really like to see what was under that sundress, Tawny. But if I ever do it one time, I'm never going to be looking. It's going to be say, stalking your brain. Yeah, I'm going to be stalking the shit out of you.
1: I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something about uh, I was just having this conversation with a friend of mine. Um, because with my my piercing career too, doing what I do goes so hand in hand doing the the OF stuff and I do piercings as well. Uh, like that's my my day job back here in Pittsburgh. Um I I can I, I see buttholes and vaginas <laughs> and nipples and boobs like every day of my life. So I'm like, it's kind of a a, a blessing and a curse because I get to see the all these all this stuff. Yeah, but now it's just like anything else. It's like, oh, it's a boob. Great. Like the whole sexuality of the, the body parts is not there anymore. If that makes any yeah, sense, pro-
0: you're probably numb to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like you know, you, you know, you're walking down the street, you see somebody with their tits out, and you're like, whoa!
0: I I I
1: don't have that.
0: Yeah, yeah, i no. never. I don't think I'm never not gonna have that. I'm. I've got. I've got too much of like a man child inside of me. Mm-hmm. I still giggle when I see titties.
1: I yeah, I don't. Well, you pro-
0: at this point in time, you've probably seen a lot more titties than I have,
1: though. Let's I,
0: I just, let's just be real about it.
1: It's it's. I see a lot of them.
0: Oh so, shit! What got you into it?
1: Um. So, uh, my I get. I started getting a following on TikTok as like, you know, I was a construction worker. I had my my company and then I had I had my daughter in that. And it started to become a thing. Then I just became this like the hot single dad. And I started getting messages about from people that are like, do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans? Do you have an OnlyFans? You know, you'd make a killing on OnlyFans, blah, 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 blah. And they were just message after message after message. And then I was like, I bet I could, I could, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a slut anyway, so I might as well do it and make money. Right. So that's what I did. (laughs) I started an account and started making money doing it.
0: What was was your first check lock off of it? Like, no, you ain't gotta be. uh,
1: No, my first one, uh, the first one was only maybe $1,500 or something like that. And I was for like, you know, a month. Okay. But, and it's grown, and it's gone up and down. I've had good. It's it's been it's a weird year for uh, OnlyFans creators, and like I don't I don't know how much longer I have left in that game. My uh, my life is kind of maybe taking a different path right now. So, I mean, right now we're still full full on doing a thing. I just got back from exotic out in Chicago, made a bunch of content out there, and that was a. Whew. was a good time I was I come back a little sore on (laughs) both ends of my body I'm telling you I was raw bro raw I got in yesterday I'm like uh, like shot don't take a piss I'm like this is like sensitive like because when I'm working I'm working I'm putting it in you know
0: let me tell you the guys that are listening to this show right now they're like I wish this guy shut the fuck up about having that problem I'm I'm raw because my right hand you know what I'm saying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this guy's job is getting pussy and having just a good time and he's like oh god damn i just put in 40 hours of overtime
1: <laughs> it's uh, everybody thinks that but then there's there's a lot of other things you're dealing with in the same in the same fact oh i imagine because, there's a million all uh, right you have a girlfriend and you deal with her and her emotions when you're dealing with a lot of different people that's a lot of different emotions.
0: Yeah, y'all so, must have a good relationship though, because I don't know a bitch in this world that I've dated that would be like, okay, Josh, it's cool, just you know, bring us the oh, check home. No, there, there's oh, not no.
1: Oh no, I, I, there is no girlfriend in this, in this, in this. My, my heart is taken, but you know, but there's, I am single. Uh, the, the, the one you see back there, that's like my best friend, that's Liz, yeah, but. You. She she helps me manage my life and like make sure I'm where I need to be when I need to be there. Um but she's uh she's great. But she's just she's just like yeah, you gotta be here, you gotta be there, you gotta be here, you gotta be there. I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> but yeah, I uh, yeah, no girlfriend. it's very hard dating. Um uh I know. A lot of people that are going to listen to this or know exactly where I'm going now. Uh, It's very, very difficult dating in this scene. Um, I hadn't met the love of my life um, who is also in the same genre and more or less boils down to our our lives didn't, we couldn't date while we're doing this. So
0: what got, what got crazy about it though? Cause it seems like y'all, if you're both in the industry, it seems like you would have an understanding, like an upfront understanding about how life is going to be.
1: Well, sometimes those understandings don't exactly come with black and white lines. Okay. And sometimes things happen that are out of the, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say out of control, out of your control. It's, you know, things happen that maybe would be different for other people, but aren't for you kind of stuff that the rules change and it's different for everybody.
0: The lines have got to be blurred between personal life and business. It's it's, fucking much.
1: it, It gets that way. It's very, it can be very difficult, but I mean, she's great. I don't have really anything bad to say about her. Like, I love her to death, and you know, someday we'll we'll probably revisit that chapter uh, again. I I mean, we talk still, and I just tell her, I'm like, hey, I know the end game here. I'd I'd die with your ass, but you know, until then, we'll figure it out.
0: So, like, if either one of y'all said right now, like, you got to give this up to be together, would either one of y'all do it? <sighs> or is that or is that or is that the thing? That is hard, like keeping y'all from being together. No,
1: I don't think either one of us would say that. Okay, is the thing. So,
0: how how old are you?
1: Thirty. I'll be thirty-five in what, two weeks.
0: Okay, so you, you're a year younger than me. How, yeah. how old is she? Uh,
1: uh,
0: Put him on the spot. She's gonna get mad about that one. Dude. Oh no, she. I I know. I just <laughs> don't know
1: if I'm gonna say it because uh, a, lot, a uh, lot of people.
0: Okay, I got people you. People know you. who she is. I got you. I got you. I look. I looked up. I'm just not saying no names. Like yeah, I, yeah, I did a little yeah. bit of research on you before we started. Yeah, a
1: little bit, little bit yeah. a little bit. Yeah, she's uh, she's late twenties, early thirties, yeah. somewhere in that yeah. realm. I'll tell people.
0: <laughs> I, I don't think. I don't think. I would quit either. That. I think there's too much money on the table, and I'm a person who doesn't like leaving money on the table. And to me, and <laughs> all due respect to everybody, I know it put y'all put in some fucking hard work and everything with the OnlyFans, especially the time and effort with everything. Yeah. But it's almost free money. I mean, it's not free money because of the time, the effort, the work, but yeah, in a way, it's money that I you can it's money you can make in one way that you can't make nowhere else.
1: That's a fact. That's a fact.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think I turned it down. I actually am somebody that encourages if you already have a social media following yeah. and you and you don't think you're ever going to work in politics, that's that that's all it, that's my only line with people like if you ever think that you're going to work in politics, don't fuck with it. But besides well, that, why wouldn't you make a fucking bag? Why why wouldn't you make life-changing money in a couple months by by doing it? I mean, I completely get it.
1: I'll tell you as a man in the industry, it's a lot different. Yeah. We we're, we're, we're not I'm not saying that everybody out there is raking in cash, but I know the men ain't. So
0: <laughs> well, you're actually what's crazy. You're the first guy I've ever had on my show that's got one. I've had probably oh. 30 women that have made over a meal on it since COVID. Like, but I haven't had a man on the show that has ever had even one. So this this yeah. is this is all new for me.
1: Yeah, I make uh just off of that. Just barely enough to get by.
0: Yeah.
1: It's everything else that where, well, I, I think a lot of the things is uh, where I don't think men realize like the, the men out there. Um, so I work with multiple, multiple women.
0: Yeah.
1: So you, you've like men have a problem subscribing to men, but uh, yeah, If you subscribe, like, say somebody was to subscribe to me, you see me and all my friends. Okay. If that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. So it's like, you know, you get like, you know, you get all, you know, so, but I think uh, as a man, it's hard to like hold on to your, you know, straight male values, which I have none of those. (laughs) 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 Obviously. (laughs) I I mean, I, I, I gave up. I gave up trying to say I'm straight. I'm, I'm just Bob, dude. I'm just Bobby. Like, uh, what? Wh- what's your sexuality? My sexuality is Bobby.
0: Gypsy was 100% right. Me and you are going to get along fine. Yeah. Uh, I 100% like women. Don't get me wrong. But I respect the fact. I respect the fuck out of people that don't put the label on themselves and are just like, you know what? If I want to do this, to-. I've said it a million times. And I, like, I have fun with it. You Why the fuck is she crawling? I don't know. (laughs) Why are you crawling? I already (laughs) fucking see you. But, like, (laughs) I've said it a hundred times on this show to folks when we get on the subject Mm -hmm. of sexuality or whatever. And it was like, I don't have to explain what I like to anybody. If I wake up tomorrow morning and I'm like, hey, I want to go suck a dick, I'm going to go suck a dick. Like, there's there's probably a really good chance I'm not going to want to. But if I wanted to, why does it matter to you? Why do I have to explain right. that to somebody?
1: You know, my 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 favorite question that, that I I find completely ludicrous, right? Is the I mean, you've uh, if you've ever worked in construction, you ever worked around a bunch of dudes? There's always that question that comes up. It's like, how much would it take for you to take it in the ass? Yeah. And I'm like, buy another dude or whatever. And I'm like, and you have those guys that are out there. And like, there ain't enough money on this planet to get that to happen. I'm like, let me stack a a few thousand dollars on a desk and see you not walk away with
0: it. The the old saying, $20 is $20. Yeah. But but I also, whenever somebody says that shit to me or whatever, when I bring up these arguments, Mm -hmm. I tell them this, y'all didn't fucking grow up poor. I right. grew up poor and I ain't saying that I would I ain't saying that I wouldn't but there's a dollar amount that if somebody was to put in front of me I'd be like you know what i'll I'll at least think about it i'll yeah. I'll at least i I will at least think about it nice. I I don't but also too I'm very comfortable with who I am uh-huh. i i'm I'm comfortable I don't think that anybody knows me thinks that. I I don't care who you are. I just want people to be happy. And whatever somebody does sexually is a huge part of their life. Be happy. Like, where we come from, dude, if you were gay growing up or whatever, bisexual, whatever the fuck you want to call it, I don't like labels. But if you were, you were put into a box to where, well, fuck, you can't even tell your family about it. They're going to shun you around here for it or whatever. I feel bad for the people. That we're not able to be open and honest about who they were. We've got some friends that 100 percent are into men, and it's mm-hmm. it's the most obvious thing you've ever seen in your life. But they're scared to death because they know that it'll upset their family. To me, that is sad that you have to. It's live, so sad that you, that you have to live a certain way you the rest of your life just just because you don't want to hurt your family's feelings.
1: Yeah, I I've uh I, i'll tell you a little bit of a story here real quick if you don't mind about about
0: that and hold, hold on two seconds
1: all right
0: all right it wouldn't be my show if there wasn't a dead battery or technical difference. Yeah, not t- <laughs> tell me the story
1: all right so uh, it's about you know the whole you know being a box boxer being a label and not being yourself and it being sad right that you know you can't be yourself i grew up in a very strict conservative household uh you know my parents were you know kind of bible you know the normal normal you know growing up in the 90s kind of shit and i i I came up and i was very i i did not look like i do today i was your normal ass blue collar worker you know that's how i dressed that's how i acted whatever i had my kid um about uh what three four years ago now uh we had a she went through a uh she had um a suicide attempt and I went when, through all of it it came out that you know she was gonna come in a closet but she thought that I was um like homophobic or whatever uh I was like where would you ever get that idea and she's like I don't know she's like you're just normal and you don't you're not I don't think you're open. I was like, all right, let's have a talk. (laughs) You know? So I I sat her down and we had this whole talk about, you know, sexualities and just being who you are and how like, that wasn't the environment I wanted her to be brought up in. And I basically came to the point where I said, I, I, I told her, and these are, these are the words that three words that changed my life forever. I said, babe, you just have to be yourself, and the whole world will love you more for it. And this little bitch, she looked me dead in the face as a 12-year-old little girl and said, why? You don't. And, I, dude, that broke me.
0: Oh, shit. Broke me. Oh. And
1: I was like, I, I said, all right, I'll make you a deal. You be yourself, and I will be myself starting right now. And from that moment on, my life has grown leaps and bounds. I've been happy. I've been being true to yourself is more, is the best feeling in the world. Regardless if you got family, if whatever, that that is the most fulfilling feeling, I think is just being true to yourself.
0: I think you giving given her that message is so fucking awesome uh one of the things that back in the day when i used to work in country radio uh Mm -hmm. we we had got on the subject and somebody had called in and i I live in georgia dude yeah i'm talking about and i i'm a christian i'm not a very good one but i'm a christian and i had somebody call in that was straight bible thumper and they were like how can you even say that or whatever and say that you don't mind if she turns out to be a lesbian or whatever, whatever she wants? And I was like, because I want my child to be happy. right? And, and the happier she is, the happier that she's going to project to the rest of the world. The happier she's going to make the people around her. And I don't think enough parents do that. I think there's too many parents that are just like, you've got to be this way. This is the right way to be or whatever. And I, I really – my my whole thing with especially with a lot of the the sexuality issues that are going on in society now, I got one point of view on it, and it's the easiest one I could ever come up with anybody. I don't care what you are, who you love, what makes you happy, as long as you don't tell the person sitting next to you that they're supposed to do it too. Like whatever whatever you want to do, yep. if you if you want to be one of them furry motherfuckers that I pick on, I think the furries are funny. Yeah. I, I don't get it, but I think it's hilarious.
1: Hold on. We have a whole furry convention here in Pittsburgh
0: No shit.
1: yes you <laughs> we'll had to come up I no, dude I would up soon.
0: Dude, I will fuck it in a heartbeat
1: they, they have a whole parade and everything. it's wild. When the furries are in town, everybody knows about it.
0: Well, it's just like watching college mascots fuck to me and I just can't get over it like it's it's I it just tickles me but also at the same time, if that's making you happy then who am I to sit here and judge you? The only thing that I ever get pissed off at people about is when you tell me what I'm, if I'm going to be respectful enough to say, Hey, you got a different lifestyle than me and I'm okay with it. I can still be your friend. I can still have conversations with you. I can still do whatever. We don't have to agree on every fucking thing. But the second you say that I have to believe in what you believe in, or I'm wrong, right? That's when I have a problem, but I have a problem with that from both sides. Like the ones that are super conservative, like telling people how they're supposed to live and everything, that shit pisses me off more than anything. So it's yeah. cool. It's cool that you sat down your child and that and that you told her that. That's that's really that's really badass to me.
1: Yeah, I I, I I've always lived my parenting style as give the life that I I didn't have and I'm not saying anything bad about my parents it's just that was the time you know and I never wanted her to grow up thinking that thinking that like the way yeah. she thought right then in that moment and I was like <clears throat> I <didn't> really have... <laughs> that one came up thick <laughs> but I never wanted her to think about like I wanted I just always wanted her to be happy and be herself and yeah, and I think I did it,
0: dude. I tell so. you, I, I know I texted it to you yesterday or whatever. Um, you're you're a lot stronger. I just saw you get a little emotional right there. You're you're a lot stronger. I think what you realize with I, with all the shit you've had to go through, I think you set a really good example for.
1: It. I try to And now. Um um i'm just out here trying to make it like that for other kids yeah, and true. for other parents to give them the support in that aspect because there there's not enough of that out there no so
0: and i think you go about it the right way i think i think you go about it in the way that whether you're super left super right or whatever can sit here and say i respect this guy
1: I appreciate that i try that's what i try to do i don't i don't i don't try to lean any any which way uh i look at it as in, in the over aspect of anything if it doesn't affect me i don't care
0: that's exactly how i am
1: and but and i don't mean that like what's that word i don't mean that like apathetic apathetically yeah uh like like oh yeah because I care about causes, but, like, if what you're doing is not directly affecting me, I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. Like, you know? Like, I mean, yeah, if you're, there's, you know, I support not, causes, but, like, I don't.
0: There's not enough people in this world to get what you just said, though. Too many people think that it, people are scared of the unknown. Mm-hmm. It scares the shit out of them that you can be open about something and they don't understand it.
1: Yeah. People
0: are so fucking closed-minded that they just but it's on both sides of the argument on this too. Cause some people are so closed-minded that they're exactly right that they won't even hear somebody like you talk. Right. Or somebody like me talk. And that pisses me off. But then you also got what you what you're sitting here saying is if it doesn't affect me, I don't care. But you say it in a way that is exactly the same way I do it. I just want people to be happy. I want you to be open and honest about who you are. I don't want you to have to hide who you are. I want you to get up every morning and say, you know what? If I want to go dress like this, do like, if I want to be a fucking furry today, if I want to go dress like Mm -hmm. the Georgia Bulldog mascot and go try to walk up and down the street and get laid doing that, then that's fine. Ugga your ass away. Like, that's cool. I don't don't care. Right. But – just don't expect everybody to be happy with it. One, you got to make yourself happy. Yeah, and, and I think that's number too- one, yeah. number
1: one, you have to. If you're if you're not worried about your own happiness, you ain't never gonna make nobody else happy. No, I, that will I, never happen.
0: No, you're hundred percent right. It, a miserable person can't make anybody else happy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Never. And like it's it's a sad fact, and I know that you you've had to deal with this recently too. But one of the things that I I really live by is you come in this world alone, you leave this world alone, it is your job in the middle, right there in that dash, to make everybody Mm -hmm. as happy in your life as possible that you actually love and care about. You shouldn't give a fuck about anybody who doesn't like you, who doesn't get you, or whatever. That, That dash is too short in the middle for you not to focus on exactly what makes you happy.
1: That's beautifully put, because literally... Literally, and I'm uh, anybody listening, you could walk outside your door. You could go get ice cream and not come home. Yeah. So you got to do the best you can in that dash in that because those first two numbers don't matter.
0: They don't. That's the crazy thing, dude. Too many people focus on what could happen tomorrow. Like you as cliche as all of it says you either can get busy living or you can get busy dying like you you have today to make yourself happy because tomorrow's not guaranteed and and like i just don't why don't understand why more people don't grasp that why they think oh tomorrow i'll change or tomorrow i'll make myself happy no you better fucking start doing it right now
1: yeah and yeah it's crazy we have uh we have this saying that we've been throwing around here, and uh, it's kind of, you know, we kind of coined it off our name, and it's it's live vividly. And like, I like
0: that, dude, that's solid.
1: That's uh, that's like our thing. That's our mission is to live vividly, and. That's like, uh, and when I, when I try to put it into longer words, it's just like being out there, being open, being yourself and whatever, whatever is bright and vivid to you, be that. Like, uh, I mean, you, you know about Bailey. Um, but, I mean, do we want to talk about that? I mean, that's up you, to you, brother. want to talk I mean, about it, it a little bit?
0: Yeah. If you want to. Hey I'm, man, I'm, I'm sure some uh, of the this not that's, and one one of the things we do around here is we we like to trauma bond, so like uh, right. anything that bad that I've been through or our guests have been through, I try to look at it like this: is it's already happened to you. Now let us let's let it happen for us, and where maybe a listener or whoever you can help them.
1: Yeah, and that's that's exactly uh, my mission right now, and that's why I'm still standing. That's it, because. All right, we'll just just throw it out there. February fifth of this year, my 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 daughter Bailey was uh killed in a hit and run in a hit and run accident. Um the driver was under the influence of something we don't know yet. Uh we haven't our we actually go to court tomorrow for it. Uh is the first hearing for the guy. Um so that's why I, I was like, huh you hit me up. I'm like, damn, right before, right before the here. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's talk about it. Let's get it out there. And, and yeah. So she was, uh, she left my house. Uh, I was, uh, I Twitch stream and I was doing my Twitch stream like I always do. And uh, she came down you know, did her little antics and stuff like we, like we did you know, a thousand times before and she came and you know, she said I'm going up to see Ace, her girlfriend, and get this new Blizzard that came out. I think it was the Rainbow Blizzard that had just come out. Uh, ironically enough, um, it, and uh, she walked to she walked up to the to the Dairy Queen. It might have been quarter mile, between quarter and a half mile, we'll say, from my house and she was walking back and the driver crossed three lanes of traffic and hit her on the berm and kept going and just left her left her lay there um a passerby found her uh started calling, started CPR started calling 911 all that stuff i mind you like i said i live a quarter mile away um um Oh shit! This is the first time I talked about it at all. Ooh. uh well, but take
0: your, take your time. If it gets too much, we can change the subject.
1: Look, this is why we're here. We got the, 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 this is why I'm alive. uh we. Uh, I kept seeing lights past my house. I just kept seeing lights past my house, and the the clip is on on TikTok uh, somewhere. And you, you could see it. And I, I just had this, you know, you know, they say about, you know, the good like feeling. you, you, you yeah. know that you have that like attachment to your children that like you just know. And yeah. I never understood it until that day. Cause I was sitting there and I see these lights and my stomach just dropped and I just felt empty. And I was like, I, I told the stream I was like hold on guys I'll, I'll be right back there's a lot of license sirens going on and uh, it uh I, I I gotta call Bailey and check on her and I got off the phone and or I got I, I put my 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 stream on like the be right back screen and no sooner I swear I clicked that button and my phone was ringing and it was ace. And she's like, have you talked to Bailey? There was an accident down the road, and she's not answering her phone. And I was like, shit. And I was trying to call her and I looked at her location and it was right where right where uh, they said the accident was. And I flew up there. And and she was laying in the middle of the road on a gurney And they were trying to CPR. And then we went down to the hospital. And all I can picture, all I can remember from that is her little feet jumping while they were giving her CPR. I could see through the window, and um, I just it, it went crazy. And my mom, I got about, I tried to rip down the doors. I, I don't know. I did all kinds of crazy shit that you know I don't. I mean, I don't regret, but like, wasn't exactly the best vision. And I remember the doctor coming out to tell me, and I just, I said, don't fucking do it. And I just lost, and he's like, "I, I just broke. And, but that moment of her walking out that door, and just me getting that hug and say, I love you, you know, I cherish that because I got to say goodbye in a way. But Bailey was fucking amazing. She's the best kid. And that, you know, I had over the next couple of days that I was very touch and go mentally. And, you know, I I thought about, you know, ending it. And I woke, I woke up one day and I was like, I can't do that. So I, I put a limit on my drinking. I was like, I can't drink till six o'clock. Cause you know, I dove right into a bottle uh, as soon as like, everybody's at the hospital. What do you need? I was like, cigarettes and beer, cigarettes and beer. Give me, a, I, I, I don't want to fill this. And it it took me a long time to realize like to actually fully realize that she was gone. And I woke up and I was like, we we can't do that, Bob. We can't do that. You have to we have to live now. Yeah. We have to live. She can't. So we have to do it. And I looked at my friend and I said you know Bailey was my reason to live like she was my reason to stay alive now she's my reason to thrive and I'm out here now spreading everything I'm I can't focus on the crash or the cause or any of that I'm focusing on her life and her story and what she brought to the table and that's what we're out here doing now uh we we have a foundation that's getting started um that's the uh the the livid the lividly foundation because of bailey is the whole name of it um but what we're gonna do is uh give kids safe places across the country and we're we're in the process of working out the paperwork for that but do you know that shit's expensive Oh yeah. Just starting a 501 is expensive.
0: Yeah, every yeah.
1: Dude, I gotta come up with like three thousand dollars just to get the paperwork done. I'm like, I can't take donations for a thing that doesn't exist to start a thing that doesn't exist. Yeah. (laughs) Like, how do I what am I supposed to do here? But huh? Okay, so we told the story. We're through it. You feel like a little bit of a
0: white's off your shoulders?
1: little bit i haven't i haven't said that like I've, I've had a lot of people speculating and a lot of questions asked and i've never actually gone through the whole story so, so well i'll tell you uh, this
0: like one of the things that i just i've convinced myself of over the past um let's see, 13 years now i'm a suicide survivor mm-hmm. so like i believe that god lets us go through hell so we know what heaven's worth and I don't know your your religious background, what you believe, what you don't, or whatever. And that's really none of my business, and I don't really care. Because if you don't believe in God, you can believe in the universe. You can believe that there's a path for you regardless, right? Yeah. And, and my thing is, is sometimes stuff like this happens to us, and it will, it will literally destroy the rest of your life if you allow it. Or you can take what happened, and you can— Help so many other people moving forward, and folks don't get that. My mother lost her mother at kind of a young age, like, and it was it was a, a messed up hospital procedure or whatever that was just like healthy one day, blood clot the next, and she passed. And like it was it was nowhere we saw it coming. My mom has let it ruin her life since two thousand and one, like completely ruin it for the past twenty two years. she's still stuck in 2001 and my grandmother my nanny wouldn't have wanted that my there's zero chance that my nanny wouldn't have wanted that so like the way i look at stuff now when you have a tragedy like this is in your case what would what would bailey want
1: that's right that's what what i had to
0: what would she want me to do what she would she wouldn't want me to sit here every day and drown myself in a bottle she would want to take the stuff that i was passionate about in life and me keep moving forward with that how can i help others with that how can i help other people that same conversation that we was talking about earlier where you told her just to be happy Mm -hmm. and the rest of the world would love you because you're happy you spreading that message of her there's no telling how many kids you'll help there's that's that's the plan not even just kids whole ass families that bring families closer together it sucks that that what happened and it's a tragedy and i my heart as a father just goes out to you you're a thousand times stronger than i would be i want you to know that there, there's no way i'd be in the shape you're in none like but in my mind you already know that something good is going to come out of this. in the worst tragedy that anybody could ever go through. You already have the mentality I'm not going to let this beat me because she wouldn't have wanted it to beat me.
1: No, she'd kick my ass, man. Exactly. Anybody that knew Bailey, Bailey was a firecracker, man. And me and her's relationship was one in a million. It was me and her like diehard. And for me, I learned so much through this. It was like I learned I always thought it was me and her against the world and the one thing it was me and her with the world man like i have an army behind me and i don't i don't think that people really grasp the people in their lives until something tragic like this happens because i didn't realize how many actual friends i do have yeah and it was crazy and like when I met you, that's what I was doing. I was out on a road trip trying to figure out like what I, where I was going and um, doing that. I was, I was figuring my life out and figuring out what I wanted to do with, with this. Yeah. And so I, I came through and I spread her ashes in a bunch of places that I told her I was going to take her. Um, like I'd always told her I was going to take her to Nashville and I was going to take her to every bar on Broadway. And you know what I did? I had her in my pocket, and I took her to every goddamn bar on Broadway.
0: That's cool.
1: <laughs> and then I, then I put her, I put her up, put her up at the top, spread a little bit of ashes there, and took her out to of Midtown, spread some ashes down there, and you know it, it helped me cope. And now I know she, you know, and because I love Nashville, I'll be down there uh, in June, I believe. Yeah. Um, but.
0: We'll be there. Uh, we'll be there in June. We're there one week out of every month. You'll have to schedule your stuff around when we're there and hang out. Well, together. I'll
1: be I'll be there the beginning of the month. Okay. So uh, it's already on the book, I believe. I got you. Uh, I have to check with the boss I got back you. There. I, got you. I don't remember, <laughs> but uh, uh, but like we have we have the foundation getting built, and one thing and. Uh, I went around all these cuz Bailey was Bailey was a Bailey was a lesbian or bi or something she was still figuring it out. Uh, she had a girlfriend, uh very committed. Um who she loved dearly. But um she uh she used to tell the kids at school uh we had a, a girl uh, I mean I just jumped around a whole lot. I went around and I was asking different LGBT groups. I was like, what did you need when you were growing up? What did you need when you were a teenager? And the number one thing I was told was that they just wanted to feel safe. They needed a safe place. And what, And then that combined with this little girl got up at the vigil and it'll stand with me forever. And she told me that, you know, when she was coming out to her parents, she was very scared and Bailey told her that our house she said well if there's ever an issue you know I have your back my dad was a very very big supporter of me and um if you ever need anything jump on my porch just come to my house my door is open my dad will take you in with open arms he will take care of you and my house is a safe place so with the foundation this is what this is what the foundation is doing like we're going to build these safe houses these safe places for these kids to go and just be themselves we're going to have art studio music studio we're going to we're going to do this great we're going to do this big and we're going to do it right and we're going to try and build these across across the country as long as, you know, everything works out to plan. And that's why we're taking our time building it. So it's not up and running just yet, but we're getting there.
0: Well, I don't know if you've ever heard the saying, but there's there's purpose in pain. Mm-hmm. and if, But you've got to allow yourself to find it. And it seems like you have found it. And I really can't sit here and tell you how much respect I got for you like uh, it it takes not only a strong individual but somebody who sees the bigger picture you don't get a lot of people that see the bigger picture when in a tragedy they they're too they're too focused on the tragedy to see what could be you know I, you don't you don't realize the purpose in the pain until you get on the other side of the pain yeah but like, like, there's no way that you're not still feeling pain but you're uh, trying no. but you're trying to find purpose in it and that that's a special fucking person dude i just that's a really special person
1: i feel like i hear that and i don't i don't grasp that and i feel like i feel like anybody put in my position would do the just the same thing
0: absolutely not (laughs) Uh, i'll tell you i'll tell you a story and it's this is kind of kind of weird how the good lord works there's a guy that just did my show this month. You can go back and listen to his to his uh, to an episode. His name is Mark Ware. Oh. Mark Ware is the son of a preacher. Um, grew up a certain way, and he had a tragedy with his 14 year old daughter. Uh, on let's just say it was a Monday morning. I don't know the day, but on a Monday morning, she called him while he was at work, and she was feeling sick at school, but she had been perfect the day before. Mm-hmm. Um. She had contracted an extremely rare staph infection. Extremely rare. If she caught it on a Monday morning, she had passed away by Tuesday morning after being completely healthy the day before. And Mark, who was raised in church his whole life, who's just a firefighter at the time and all this other kind of stuff or whatever, like he lost himself. And he tell he tells a story how it took years. It took years of him drinking himself to death and finally coming out on the other side. <laughs> so like the fact that you are already seeing that you can do something with this instead of just letting the demons eat at you, there's something really special about that, man. You 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 damn sure shouldn't downplay it. Like there there's not a lot of people that would take what you've been through and say, you know what? I know right now I'm not gonna let my child down. I'm sure. I ref, I refuse to let my child down by drowning myself. Like Mark finally got it, and Mark's doing amazing now. And but it took him years. And you you kind of got it right off the bat, dude. I'm telling you. Like I said, to me, it didn't feel
1: like a choice. It was weird.
0: <laughs> well, that's the thing. Sometimes when life gets us, it doesn't give us a choice. But you got to be smart enough to pay attention to what life is telling you. Like, like I'm, I'm a very hard headed person. I've right. never in my life learned to listen the easy way. Right. Not, not the first time. And I'm not saying you're hard headed or whatever, but life gave you the worst situation it could. But I'm also I also am a firm believer that we don't receive our blessings in life until we're damn near broken. Like right. you, you have to be to where you are damn near broken to where you don't feel like you can take another step, but yet you take that step. And that's, yeah. when, and that's when life blesses you.
1: I, I feel like I was over. I, I feel like that might've been a help. I was already there. Yep. Like I was, I was dealing with financial problems and shit. And I was like, like he was getting to the point where I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with my life, <clears throat> and then that happened, and then it was just like, I, I was like, I, I don't have any choice but to just to keep going. Like, I, I, and I need to make something out of this. Like, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. But I could, I couldn't have done it without the team I have behind me. I, yeah. this, this woman back there. Lydia, Carissa, Kristen, Jordan, everybody that has been like hovering over me and holding, it. like I I wasn't standing on my own two feet. My friends and my my family and shit, they were holding me up.
0: Yeah,
1: and I, I could never show enough appreciation to all of them. So, dude, you're a like, solid.
0: You're a solid fucking guy. Thanks. You are like, I'm. I'm. I don't get. Understand, I don't get in (laughs) awe of people. I, I am, I'm a, I'm a cunt, is what I am. (laughs) Like I'm always waiting for the, the other shoe to drop with folks, and I'm like this, you know, you never know who's a shit person. I always think everybody's going to be a shitty person until I actually get to know them. Like I, I make you learn, I make people earn my respect and my loyalty. I don't just like automatically think you're going to be good. I want you to prove to me that you're good, and not that I had any like negative. Uh, connotations or ideas about you or whatever, but it's just the mm-hmm. fact that, man, there's a there's a big fucking plan for you.
1: I hope so. I think so. I you know I know so. I know.
0: Yeah.
1: Me and my team, we're gonna we're gonna do massive, massive, amazing things. We have we have so much backing from so many people that Bailey has touched in her life. Sure, just the and when I. We were talking about before about making making the best of each moment and living day to day. And I don't, you know, I don't mean that as like living each day. Like Bailey was so full of life and every person she met. Bailey never met a stranger, man. When I tell you, she walked up and she's like, "Hey, how you doing? I'm Bailey. How you doing? We're we're now best friends." And that's just the way she was. And so we have so much backing. I can't get into too many of the details of a lot of things that are going on and happening in in, in that part because of legal reasons and stuff. But big things are coming. Yeah. And I'm so excited to be part of it.
0: Tell me about the tattoo you just got.
1: Oh. You're going to make me cry again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: it's it's when I read about it is when, when I saw what you, when I saw it okay. and, and I saw the story behind it, I knew, I knew exactly how I wanted to end the show. So, and it, and it was what you talking about it.
1: So <laughs> where Bailey's 16th birthday, she wanted a tattoo. Uh, and I, I said, uh, I was, you know, of course I got my first tattoo when I was 16. So why not? So, I, I went out, and I scheduled her appointment and shit, and we went and did it, but I had a scheduling conflict, and something happened, there was, there, there was, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I had to leave, and I was like, all right, and the artists are all my friends, I was like, hey, can somebody take Bailey home after the end of this, and they said, fine, yeah, we'll take her, no big deal, and... So they did the tattoo, and then the next week, the artist that did the tattoo go left the shop. So I was supposed to get mine later that week, and the she was gone, and all of the art that was her tattoo was gone too. And I didn't never thought nothing of it. I was just like, ah, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. Then she passed, and. I realize I don't have we don't have our matching tattoo. So the girls down at the shop, uh Queen of Hearts tattoo in Greensburg, Pennsylvania. So we're gonna shout out them real quick. Oh, that's yeah. actually that's where I pierce at right now. So if you're in the area, come say hi. Uh they went in and dug through every bit of like memory, you know, every um Every bit of memory, every photo roll, everything they could to find this drawing. And they found it. And I got to get it last week. And I I tell you, that little guy right there, that little moth, I have lots of tattoos in a lot of places. From my head to... Well, that's tattooed too. But... (laughs) So I have lots of tattoos and I have never caught for a tattoo. I bawled the entire time I was getting this thing. So like the girls down there, they're amazing. Um, It was just, it was just so solid that I was able to get that. And that now I have it and it's, it's my favorite. And people keep asking me if I'm going to finish it or whatnot. No, it's going to be the line work forever because that's, that's what she got and she never finished it so i will never finish it either so
0: you are a good fucking daddy and a good dude brother
1: thanks brother Sorry, i appreciate that I, like, mean, I,
0: just, I just want you to know like you got you got this old boy's respect you got every ounce of respect i could give somebody
1: i appreciate it i just i just got to keep it up and not fall into a hole yeah, just,
0: just remember i mean there's the, the path that, that you were given is not an easy path. It's a pain in the ass. It's always going to be a pain in the ass. But the road less traveled is usually the most rewarding. That's so, it. You, you being able to make it through your struggles, you're going to be an inspiration too. I know this is a very fucked up way to look at it. You will be able to help a mother or father who is struggling with losing a child by seeing you and hearing you. You're, you're gonna you're gonna help people not only bond with their kids because of the story that you told originally about be happy and, and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, but you'll be able to be a light for folks in the darkest moment of their life. You you being open and honest about what you're going through and how you're handling it and your outlook on it, you're literally gonna be a lighthouse for people. Sure. I, know I, want, so. I want I want I I know so brother I know so. I, you ain't you ain't got to tell me. I I fucking know. You can you can see it on your fucking face. The good lord's got a whole lot bigger plan for you than you realize.
1: I appreciate that.
0: Sometimes <laughs> he's got sometimes he's got a shitty way of starting off our our book. He sometimes he's got a a shitty way of it but he knows what we're doing. I always tell people this. It, it's hard to question somebody if you if you got faith. It's hard to question somebody that knows the past, the present, and the future. He he knows the story before we ever will. So once we get to where we're going, it's kind of over and done with then. But the journey along the way, if we have a positive outlook on it and we take those bad days and we realize, maybe I'm supposed to be going through these bad days. Maybe this is part of the process. Maybe this is part of the healing. Maybe the struggles that I'm going through is so I can help others, it makes your outlook on pain completely different. You actually start to appreciate the pain. Nobody could ever appreciate what you've gone through. There's no way of having a thank you moment for that. But at the end of the day, if somebody comes up to you and says, I want you to know you kept our family together after we lost our child because we heard you.
1: That means more to me than anything.
0: Yeah, I
1: hope so. I hope so. I, I just I just want to spread it. I wanna spread it. And like I'm I've been taking on some bookings for speaking events and such. So I feel like I got a message to spread and you you everybody do. needs to hear it. So damn right to do.
0: Well, dude, drop your social medias real fast and we'll get All out right. of here. I just appreciate you hanging out and telling your story with me.
1: Absolutely, brother. Uh, I'm Bobby V vivid pretty much everywhere. If you're having any trouble, go to BobbyVivid.com and that has links to literally everything. All of them. Uh, You know, my TikTok, my Instagram, my Twitter's in there. Twitch is in there. uh, My Pearson schedule's in there. um, Yeah, pretty much everything's in there. Links to the uh, links to the Live Vividly Foundation website is in there we have that up and running to for people to get up on a mailing list so they can keep up to date with everything that's going on with that um yeah so yeah bobby that's the best place i can send them
0: there you go. <laughs> well dude i sure appreciate it and i appreciate each and every one of y'all for listening to the josh terry podcast check this man out we will catch y'all next time